Hi friends and welcome to Loved the Podcast. I am so excited. This is uh, my first uh, podcast, actually the first to be published. I had recorded before, um, but it just wasn't the right time. This is the right time. And the title of this podcast has also changed. Um, Not because it wasn't good before, but because I feel like the right title at this time in the midst of everything happening in our world on a global level, I felt like the title needed to be loved. And not just love, because, you know, everyone knows that love makes the world go round. Everyone needs love and wants love and longs for love. And there's nothing more precious and more important than love in this life. Um, But I feel like the message is more about being or feeling loved and also allowing others to feel loved when we love them. So let me explain. Um, you have to, please forgive my dog in the background if you hear him. I try not to involve him, but you know, from time to time, we're going to hear his voice. Anyways, and he does bring a lot of love in my life. So, you know, we're going to let him. Anyhow, going back to um, this first podcast, I have so much to say, so I'm trying to, you know, keep my brain um, quiet um, in a way uh, so that I can, you know, I I can, I guess it's hard to explain. I'm just going to try to be um, a good listener as I am speaking because it's kind of like when you want to put your voice out you know it's your voice, but you also know there is a reason why you want to put that voice out. So you kind of have to listen before you can open your mouth and talk. Hope this makes sense to someone or to many of you. But anyways, so um, I decided to do this podcast a long time ago. I just wasn't quite sure um, at the time exactly what I was going or how I was going to talk about this, but I always knew that I was going to talk about love because love is my number one, um, I guess you could say my number one desire or passion or the one thing that has always motivated um, my life. And um, that also was what has rescued me, saved me, and helped me through um, anything that, you know, thick and thin and difficult times and good times. So I know everyone can relate to that. Um, I'm not going to talk about my whole life story or something, but I am going to share that I have this quest, if you can call it quest, quest and desire to understand what love really is started very, very young. When um, I remember being a young girl, I was born and raised in Italy and uh, which right now Italy is so near and dear to my heart more than ever my heart goes out to my country um, as you can all imagine and I'm very proud of actually how Italians are um, providing and just an inspiration to all of us um, with the way that they are handling things I'm really proud of my family my brothers Luciano and Enrico and their families. I am just my whole family, my cousins, everyone. I want to shout out to them that I love them so much. Speaking of love, I'm so grateful for them. Um, But anyway, so I was born and raised there. And I remember even as a little girl, you know, it's interesting because now we look at the world and we're like, oh, you know, it's a mess. And 
And, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on. Um, I don't usually, I don't think in those terms, but um, I do not because, you know, I just kind of live with the sense of surrender that things happen and I try not to fight them where, you know, I try to fight for the right things, if, if it makes any sense. But anyways, we look at the world today and it is, we're going through so much but I remember being a little girl and also feeling that even as a little girl the the anxiety in the air and the fear and the stuff going on on on, um, social economical political level even as a young girl and and just the fact that people were hurting each other and I remember thinking really I was so so young and I just would say to myself it's like why is it so hard why is it so hard for humans to get along and just we could be so happy if we can all be just you know a happy one happy family and love each other we're aren't we all the same aren't we all here with the same hearts and the same um, desire just desire to be happy and to be loved and it's so interesting because I would think these things even as a young girl and then I grew up and you know life happened and But my quest after understanding just what, I guess, what makes makes humans, what makes us act a certain way or feel a certain way. And and so the quest never ended and I'm still on it. I'm still on that journey. I'm still seeking to learn and to grow and to develop. Well, when I talk about development, I talk about obviously a type of internal development or emotional psychological spiritual however you want however you want to call it but anyway so back to the thought about love that I was sharing as a little girl so um what happened is I grew up and I had this um because I had this desire you know to get to know cultures and other people and 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 learn from them and I was just really hungry for wisdom and understanding and um, just I guess growth you know and it's interesting because I feel like now at this time in my life after all that I've experienced still the most exciting thing for me is the ability to grow the fact that I can still look forward to ways to change and to grow. And here comes the whole idea of love because the the greatest discovery, I guess, for me in life is obviously the obvious discovery is that no matter where you're from, like I grew up in Italy, which is a very uh, exciting and, and passionate, loving country and very expressive and and very uh, full of love, you know, for life, et cetera, et cetera, and for each other. And people are very um, friendly and cheerful and all of that. Um, and actually, sometimes to a fault, you know, they can be um, perhaps even a little aggressive in their expression, if you want to, not, not in a negative way, but, you know, it's just not... Um, the same culture that you find um, in other countries. Case in point, I, at the age of 20, I moved to Japan. And and the culture there is perhaps opposite in many ways when it comes down to expression and emotions and um, a certain way to communicate, you know, with each other. Um, And you may wonder why I went to Japan. Well, what happened is I was just interested in languages and interested in pursuing a career in the arts. And I 
I decided that um, I would learn a language that would make me, I guess, different. You know, that would um, um, that would would create a certain individuality, I guess, something that would make me differ from just any other um, girl or woman in my age group that was trying to pursue um, show business. So I don't know what the connection between language and show business was, but I just thought, you know, if I learn a language, it'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be special in some way. So, <laughs> so I decided to take on um, a few languages and I took on Japanese, Chinese and English, but English I didn't really focus on quite yet. I only focused to be to be truthful on Japanese because it was really really hard, and I kind of had no choice but to do that in order for me to stay in the classes. So I slowly fell in love with Japanese, but more than that, I slowly fell in love with the Japanese people because I started to um, meet some Japanese people in Naples where I was studying. And I noticed a really big um, difference in their um, their way to express themselves, kind of like their culture. Um, and what was so different about them is I was used to, we are, like I said, in Italy, people are very expressive. Um, I was young and, you know, sometimes even in the street, you don't know someone and someone will, you know, would, I don't know, they think they're giving you a compliment, but to me, it felt kind of invasive. You know, no one would hold back. People just kind of, whatever they wanted to say, would say. Um, and then I, I met these Japanese people and I, and, and I started seeing how they would interact with each other. And this was my first time. Now, Japanese people are kind of like, I am feel Japanese myself. You know, like I lived there for so long and it's so familiar to me, the culture. But that was the first time that I was introduced to, um, to you know, just the Japanese interaction. And I was so blown away because they would bow to, the, to each other and keep a distance. Um, <laughs> reminds me of now, like we keep a distance. But anyway, so, and I, and it just for me was fascinating because I was like, wow, they're so respectful. They're so, it just translated into a sense of, um, you know, just, a, I guess it translated into love for me because love is kind, right? So love thinks of the other person, respects the other person. And it just had this kind of, it just made it very attractive. It made me feel like, oh, I want to go to Japan. I want to explore that culture. I want to get to know Japanese people. So I did. I went there. And um, I, because this podcast is not entirely about culture, I'm just going to share that, yes, there the Japanese culture was extremely different than what I, what I was used to. And I now live, don't live there anymore. I live in the States. I live in Los Angeles, Hollywood. And I can tell you that the culture here is also extremely different than, you know, my Italian culture that I grew up with and extremely different than the Japanese culture, which I also feel like I grew up in. This is kind of its own culture. So my point about cultures is that no matter where I've been and who I have um, shared life with or, who, you know, the people that I have observed and learned from, at the end of the day, one thing is clear and for sure is that we all really do want love in our lives. We all want to be loved and we want to love. So my reflection now as a more mature person who's experienced, you know, different things, um, good and bads and high and lows in life, uh, and in light of what's happening right now, is that... Yes, we all do want to be loved. That's why I named this thing loved. And we we all know that the people we love also want to feel feel loved. But 
one thing that is, there's something going on that is clear to me is, why is it that we, even though we all mean to love each other, we all want to be loved, and we want other people to feel loved, why is it that we hurt each other, you know, that we fail so many times in relationships on or in um, our desire to really connect on a deep level, on an intimate level with each other. So this thought led to a lot of studying for me, a lot of psychology studying, a lot of brain, uh, brain um, science, neuroscience, a lot of spirituality studying, a lot of just culture, all of it, you know, just to understand what, what makes us act the way we do, why do we feel the way we do, why do we act, why do we react, and I have um, come up <laughs> with, I guess, a lot of information that has been extremely um, empowering, you know, to me, and this is the reason why I wanted to put this podcast out, so that I can share um, this knowledge that I feel has really changed um, not just in my life, but changed me because I believe really life, your life, you know, we are, we are the seed obviously in our lives. And when we are transformed from the inside, everything around us also transforms. So I will be talking about love and the best of uh, my ability. Uh, but one thing I want to share today as a starter, because um, I it's interesting. At first, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to talk about love and what love is. And and I almost kind of want to be with each and every one of you right now. Because I want to ask, I want to ask you, so what is love for you? What do you think love is? And I'd be so curious to hear what everyone has to say. But then I decided, and I'm still curious, but then I decided, you know, instead of starting with talking about what love is, I, I'd rather start with talking about what love is is not. And I'm taking a deep breath here because I think that that's where the key to um, to understanding, to discovering something, some, some really deep things sometimes is kind of by exclusion, you know? And so I, I realized at one point in my life that I associated love with what is I guess what feels good, you could call it that, you know, like, and, and this, you know, can get really deep when we start talking about the brain, but there are things that make us feel good, you know, and there are things that make us feel bad. And obviously the things that we, you know, that we like and make us feel good are the things that we assume are love or based on love and the things that we love or the people that make us feel good, the people that love us and, and the things that we find pleasure in are the things that we love. So that's kind of how automatically we think. And living in, you know, here in, in the United States, it's interesting because, you know, first of all, the word love here is used quite a lot, actually. And it's and growing up for me in Italy, you know, the word love is amore. And amore we use, you know, quite a bit, of course, but there are different ways to talk about amore in Italy or love. Um, but it's not as used and not as used as much or as, uh, I don't know, as frequently as it is here. Um, we distinguish from, you know, love and like, for example, you know, we, we use the word mi piace to say I like something. And in 
in English, a lot of times when you really like something, you say, I love, you know, etc., etc. We say that in a little bit in Italian too, but it's just it's just less common to say I love, you know, all the time. And so I noticed this, and of course, I'm not the only one to have noticed this. And then going to Japan, all the more. In Japan, the word love is I, I, I suru, I, um, meaning you know, I love is to, um, like if you have to say I love you, say aishtemas, meaning I am loving you, I have, you know, love for you, or I, you know, I don't know how how to, you know, um, translate it better, but anyway, the word I itself is the noun for love, and suru is the verb, which means to do, or to make, or, um, you know, I guess that gets attached to the noun I to say I have love for you or I love you. I make love, you know, for you. I guess you could call it that or I, you know. Anyway, without going too much in the language thing, I am a linguist. I can help myself. The point is that in Japan is very, very rare. It's not used as frequently. I definitely, you know, I... um I have heard it and I've used it, but it's not so common to use that word. And as you all know, the Asian culture is quite different than the Western culture, Culture where it is, well, depending on the country. Some countries are more expressive than others. But the word love, to say to someone, I love you, takes a certain vulnerability and takes a certain nakedness. It takes a certain... Um, just kind of opening yourself up to their judgment. Are they going to receive this love? Are they going to judge you for it? Are you going to look stupid or you're going to look foolish? All these things happen in our brain that we're not really even aware of. And they kind of constrict us. They, you know, they block us from really being and ourselves and I and I think it's wonderful to watch little children because they don't hold back you know they my son as a baby it was it was so cute and so interesting because I had one of my friends um she I was gonna say her name but maybe I'll, I'll keep it private anyway she was beautiful and she was very very sweet and she would come and babysit she was single at the time and she would babysit for my son and my son was very, very young and could barely speak and he couldn't pronounce the letter L. So my son, every time she would come over, you know, he, and, and she, you know, she would play with him or hold him, he would look at her and literally out of his own, the own, his own goodwill, out of his own little heart, he would say, I yaw you. And that meant I love you. And it was just wonderful to watch because I didn't tell him to say I love you to my friend, but he was really just being himself. He was grateful. He liked her and he wanted to express that. And I think it's so magnificent, you know, to have children around because they kind of remind us of that freedom that we all long for. They're able to love on a level that is not, uh, it's just a complete different, um, it's a pure level where they're not afraid of judgment. They're not scared of looking foolish or they're not afraid of shame, basically, when they express their feelings and their emotions so back to the Japanese culture on the other hand is it is actually difficult you know there for people to really express their emotions because they're kind of trained uh, not to you know to and which there's good in that there's good in holding back and not just kind of exploding like sometimes 
Italian culture can do, and I said this with love in my heart because I'm Italian myself, or, you know, there are other cultures, even in Asia, there are more that way. And But Japanese culture is very, you know, very uh, controlled. And, well, that doesn't mean that they're not humans and that there's not... Um, sometimes consequences to that or, or um, certain um, outcomes. But we're not focusing on that. What we're focusing on is just the fact that they hold back their emotion and they do it for the sake of just not wanting to bother other people and um, just sort of like a sense of respect. Um, and yet, of course, you know, now that I understand a little bit more about my own, you know, um, psychology I know that there's also again once again there is a danger in expressing ourselves and there is a certain um there's always a possibility that we could be ridiculed or you know that we could look foolish etc back to the I guess the biggest revelation for me when it comes down to love is that yes of course like I said we all know that we all want to be loved and we all want love in our lives but the biggest revelation was that not all things that feel like love are necessarily love and so these are the things that I would like to explore with you and to talk about you know and uh, if you are my friend or if you know how to reach me first of all I have a website and it's adamoro.com and you can reach me there or on social media I have an Instagram and um, Facebook and Twitter I don't I, I'm not super active on all of them but I try to be um, and feel free to send messages or ideas or questions. Um, I also answer questions on Quora sometimes. I have uh, done a little more in the past. But um, love is really the thing that I want to talk about and I want to talk about with you. So I'm open to hearing what your questions, what you have to say, what you've discovered, etc. But I think that starting from a place where what is love, not what is love, but what is love not, is a great way to make our way into what love really is. I wanted to share with you that I have noticed, you know, I have um, I've done a play once, I've, I've, I think I've put it on a magazine once, I wrote, you know, in the past about it, I, I've read it in so many books, and, and it's so uh, common and popular and universal to hear about a scripture in the Bible that talks about love. Um, but what's dawned on me is that most people just quote this scripture from the verse, which is verse 4, which starts with love is kind. So everyone knows, you know, those verses, love is kind, love is patient, love is not easily angered, etc. And we can talk more about that at some point. But what I want to bring, you know, attention to is that the verses that come before that are the verses that I think give us a huge clue into perhaps what we're missing. And by getting, we could change our lives, our view of you know, what it means to love completely, which would be incredibly, incredibly revolutionary. And it was for me. So I, um, I want to bring more attention to that. The first few verses actually talk about all that you can do and yet 
is not what all of that is not love which is was just really puzzling at first for me and it I took a long time you know to think about it and kind of pray about it trying to figure it out but the first um, three verses of that scripture talks about how you can give your body to the flames and you can give all the money and everything you have all your possessions to the poor and you can have all the faith in the world and move mountains and you can do all this stuff and still not have any love and I'm like, what? How, what is that? That kind of sacrifice is not love. So that kind of made me reflect and think and wonder. And again, pursue this quest to understand, okay, then what is love? If love is, if you love so much or you think you love so much that you're able to give your body to the flames or that you can move mountains or they, with your faith, which I mean, we're we're not going to talk about that, but faith has a huge connection to love. Anyways, if you have all, if you do all of this, give your all your possessions to the poor. I mean, if you sacrifice yourself that much, and that's not love, and you're left with nothing but a sound. Uh, what's the 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 scripture says something about just noise, basically a sounding. Um, uh, what's the word? I need to look at it. I will read it to you just because then it makes more sense. But it says in the first in the first verse here of this very famous, but this part never spoken of uh, part of the, the verse, the scripture, the chapter. It's uh, in verse one. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm only a ringing gong or a clanging cymbal. Which for me, that really hits me hard because I've always wanted to learn languages and I'm very passionate about languages because I want to speak with people, I want to communicate with people, I want to understand where they come from and their culture and I'm really eager to learn languages. I still am doing it right now. And so for me, it's like, wow, I can learn all the languages, but have not love. What does that mean exactly? You know, I can, it's just really mind boggling. And then the second one, the second past, the second verse is about prophecy and being able to fathom all mysteries and have all knowledge and, and have incredible, absolute faith and move mountains, but still have not have love and have nothing. And then the third one talks about having, it says, if I give all I possess to the poor and exalt and the surrender of my body, just give myself up completely, basically, but have not love, I gain nothing. So I can give my whole self, all my possessions and my body and gain nothing because love was missing. Isn't that completely puzzling? It's like, how? That is not the way we think. We assume that if someone sacrifices and gives themselves it gives themselves um, up so much, then they're doing it because of love, because they're motivated by love. So what it's saying here is that love is not the sacrifice. So what is it? <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to try to break it down, and I'm going to share with you the things that I've learned one at a time. And being this being my first uh, podcast. I'm going to try to make it not to make it too long because I'm hoping that you you have enough time to listen to it. And if you like it, you can come back and share it with your friends. But this is what you can be looking forward to because my goal through this podcast is not just to talk about loved, but what it takes to feel loved and to help other people to feel loved. 
and we're going to break it down in small bites so that we can all chew it very well and we can digest it and we can sit on it and it can become part of us where we can make small changes that lead to a big change, a big transformation. And we can go from what I call human caterpillar that is trying, 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 but moving, you know, a little bit slowly and eating some dust and trying and, and working hard and it's okay to a caterpillar that goes into a cocoon, has struggles with what has to struggle, but has these revelations that allows it to get some wings and fly. And I believe that when we really, really grow in our understanding of love and we grow in our ability to be love literally on earth, we grow these wings. And we we not just we get little wings, but these wings become bigger and stronger and more powerful and they affect and help other people. We become kind of the wings on on the bird uh, slash horse in Harry Potter, you know, or we become like the wings of the eagles in the Lord of the Rings. And we can become that and help ourselves first and then help others as well when, when we, again, we develop these wings. But if we don't understand love, we cannot help ourselves at all. We look for love in the wrong places. So when we focus on learning, about true love, we are able to become this human, not just butterfly, but literally a human eagle. So I leave you with that. And I hope you come back because talking about love really does make my heart sing. And I I just can't get enough of it. I've, I'm eager to continue to learn and to grow and to learn more languages and mingle with more people and discover more more wisdom from other cultures and other brothers and sisters in the world because we are all one and the same. And in this atmosphere of, pande- of pandemic, my friends, I am not I'm kind of getting a little emotional, but I'm telling you in this atmosphere, there is not a better time to talk about love and there is not a better time to learn about love. And it's really encouraging, in fact, to see how The world is really, really, really showing this love right now. People are really trying to be there for each other. And, you know, sometimes we, because we're humans, maybe, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel that way, it doesn't look that way. And it's true. Sometimes we can also get very selfish. And it's the reason why, you know, know, I hardly have any toilet paper in my house. (laughs) I hope you're laughing. (laughs) But... But that's okay. I understand. Someone was, you know, afraid before, you know, I even found out and I went and got their toilet paper. It's okay. But it's a good time to be alive. Even in the midst of all of this, we can grow and we can really love each other. So um, I am closing. I'm signing off. This was my, is my first podcast it is it is called loved um emphasis on the d at the end because love is great but feeling loved and making other people feeling loved is really the reason why we're alive what makes us feel alive because it's what allows us to grow as humans made in the image 
of God. We have divine in us and we can discover that divine. Anyways, I love you guys. Uh, I hope you come back. Please give me feedback. And I send you all big hugs and uh, lots of prayers during this time. Please stay home if you can. Also want to send my gratitude to all the people that I think about you every day and I pray for you every day, the people that go out to serve us, the people that deliver food to my house, the people that go to the hospitals every morning, the people that run the show almost invisibly because they just have the heart to do it and the ability to do it and the opportunity to do it. And I, I just really, really applaud you. And you are my superhero at this time. So I really want to thank you. I send you all my love, respect, and prayers. Bye, guys. I will hopefully meet you here next week. Goodbye, everyone. You have just listened to, loved the podcast with me, Ada Morrow. I cannot wait to hear from you and to continue this new journey with you here. Please find me on my social media accounts, my YouTube channel, or my Patreon account. I also have a website, adamorrow.com. I hope you join me again next week for episode two of Loved, the podcast, because nothing strengthens us more than being reminded that we are indeed loved.